Welcome to the 9 to 5 Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Jarrett McKay, along with most of the normal panel. Uh, Elliot Good is here. Robbie Comer is here. Ty is not with us uh, for this show. He was held up in Waynesboro. I think he's got some work-related issues. But we have someone more than capable of filling his spot, uh, our good buddy Aaron Campbell, who is perfect for today's show as we're starting our NFL uh, training camp breakdowns uh, through this series. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be going through uh, each division in the NFL and uh, giving our thoughts about which teams we think will make the playoffs, uh, make big splashes, um, maybe rise and fall of last year. And then, of course, um, as we mentioned earlier in this uh, podcast series, uh, we're going to have Aaron on with us more often uh, to talk about fantasy. Uh, And no better way to do that, or no better time to do that, than right at the beginning of the season and during training camp preseason, uh, where some mock drafts are starting to take place. And then, of course, the real fantasy football drafts probably be taking place uh, within the next two or three weeks. And so uh, in saying that, we're going to start with the AFC West. Uh, and again, I mentioned that this was a great time for Aaron to be with us because he's a big Steelers fan, so he, he can give us some insight. North, North. Uh, oh, AFC North. I'm sorry. Well, not, I wanted to say I'm West. glad it's Aaron instead of Jordan Mercer. So we'll get that oh, shot out of the way. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the shot uh, already. Uh, so pardon my mistake there. AFC West, so we're talking about the Steelers, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, and Cincinnati Bengals. So we have someone to give us a little bit more insight uh, on that division. Uh, and to start off, I think uh, the best question to uh, to come in and say, what are our favorites uh, to come out uh, with the year ending? Who's going to win this division? Um, Aaron, I think we know who you will probably pick in this. So, Elliot, let's start with you. Coming into the 2018 season, uh, obviously this is very early. Week one of training camp, you know, of course we don't like to uh, talk about it, but we know that injuries are definitely a possibility. Um, things happen during the season uh, with regards to changes in teams, trades, or whatnot. But right now, who is your preseason favorite to win the AFC North? I think it's pretty easily the Steelers. And, I mean, they, they have the best players. I think they have the best coach. They do have a tougher schedule, especially toward the end of the year. But <clears throat> as going through this schedule, I think it's possible for them to start 8 or 9-0 and 0 if, you, if you break it down. The only real tough game they have – before that is the Falcons. So, where that was that home or away? That is home. So that yep. that helps out as well. So, I could see them starting eight or nine and zero. Now it does get tougher with the Jaguars toward the end. They have to go at the Jaguars, at the Broncos, home against the Chargers, then the Raiders and the Patriots. So it, and Saints. So it gets very tough toward the end. Yep. So, so it's really important for them to get off to a good start. And I think for them to get off to that start, they're going to need Le'Veon Bell on the field and engaged. And they're going to need Ben Roethlisberger to play, continue to play well because the receivers, they're going to do their thing. Antonio Brown, Juju, uh, even the, the tight end. What's his name again? Uh, Jesse James. Jesse James. He even had a breakthrough year last year. So as long as they can be healthy and engaged, Steelers are the easy favorite. And so yet again, another offseason where with this division, those other three teams, uh, you know, at the end of the year, Ben had at least talked or mentioned about retirement. He's back at camp. He's going to play again. So those three teams obviously not happy uh, to see him back. Uh, Elliot's going with the Steelers. Robbie, are you going to follow uh, with Elliot here with the Steelers taking the division again? Yeah, I, th- I think you'd be dumb not to. Only I don't even know if I would call anybody else a threat. I think the Browns are going to have the second best record. In the division? Yeah. 
Um, the Ravens, are, you've got the elite Joe Flacco. He's, <laughs> I think he, that could be a big talking point later. I'm not sure how long he's going to last at quarterback this year. I'm not sure he makes it through the season. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know about him. and That's Super Bowl winner Joe Flacco. That's right. That's that's elite right. Joe Flacco. The, yeah. Trent Dilfer also won a Super Bowl. <laughs> the Bengals, they're awful. The Browns will definitely beat them. I think they'll beat them twice. And I'm thinking the Browns beat the Ravens, split with the Ravens, and then they end up with a better record. So the Steelers, they, sh- they should, and I think they will run away with the, the division. Um, yeah, I am going to fall right in line with these guys. I hate for everyone to be on the same page uh, just because, you know, it can get a little boring with everyone agreeing. But it, in this scenario with the division, uh, I know a lot of people are up on the Browns. I'm actually not quite as hype on them. I think they're going to come out with maybe four or five wins. But to put a lot of talent like that together in just one year, I think it takes a lot more to mesh. I'm not a big believer in the head coach. Um, I know they say they like Tyrod Taylor, but I'm not sure, you know, how long is how long is it going to be until he has one or two bad games to where they're calling for the new quarterback and you may have to deal with a quarterback change midway through the season. Um, the Bengals, as we mentioned before, I just don't think the talent is there. Um, I think when we when we think of the Bengals, of course, the first thing that comes to mind is how Marvin Lewis is still there. Mediocrity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he got and, an extension. Yeah, <laughs> another extension. Uh, Andy Dalton, of course, and then I think we just immediately shift to A.J. Green. And that, after that, that's, that's what I think of, of the Bengals. The Ravens, I think, are a team that uh, might not get looked at as hard as they should. I, I'm not – maybe because I'm a big believer in – Lamar Jackson playing a big role there and could help rejuvenate that offense. However, for that to happen, they're going to have to lose a couple games for Joe Flacco to get benched. So that may put them uh, behind the pace of the Steelers. Uh, And I think uh, Aaron, as much as anybody can respect, that divisional games are never gimmies, uh, except for maybe the Bengals, who are terrible. That first game, uh, the Browns, it is in Cleveland. Uh, Aaron, I know, has shown his frustration over the couple uh, last few years. I think the two things that stand out to me about Tomlin, he is a really good coach. Mm-hmm. I think his two downfalls uh, are, one, the team tends to play down to their competition sometimes, especially early last, in the year. Last year against Chicago in Chicago. Or actually, I think it was home against home in Pittsburgh, but that was a that was a game that definitely showed where we played down to our opponents yep. because we – You guys were clearly more talented on paper. We, we were gashed by the run the entire game. Well, if it makes you feel any better, there's an NFL Network analyst who has the Bears at 15-1 and one this year. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he just He's mentioned – He's on that Demi Lovato stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so Cleveland could definitely be a tough test to open up the year. Uh, then they go to Kansas City. We're not really sure how that's going to work. I think the Steelers can take advantage of a quarterback that's just starting in the league. I, I think, I think I, that defense gonna be, is going to be terrible. That's going to be a shootout, I think. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. The Chiefs. I, I think that's going to so be So that could be an exciting game. Um, Buccaneers, they won't have Winston. I think the Steelers they still should be won't fine have Winston. There. Uh, old Fitz Magic. And then, I, Aaron, I mean, I, the Ravens, both games, you never know. The Ravens and Steelers, no matter how good they are, it's almost like a game's in our division, yeah. Elliot. Sometimes they're just toss-ups. I, I, again, I'm still going to go with the Steelers. I think there's way too much talent for them to lose that division. With Roethlisberger, Bell, uh, who's going to be playing lights out, even though he's had disputes you know, with, uh, with contract issues. But, look, he's still playing for his job wherever he's going to play next year. So he's going to go out and have a big year. Antonio Brown. I think the defense is going to get a little bit better. And like I said, Tomlin is good. He's going to get them the wins. They may have a few stumbling blocks along the season. And then, of course, if they end up meeting the Patriots, we all know that they have struggles with them. But as to the rest of the schedule, they do have a tough schedule. They're going to be in for some fun games. 
But I think if I had to pick right now with no injuries, no more trades, I'm still going to go with the Steelers. So now we're going to get more of an inside view of it, uh, unless you guys have any more uh, the small only th- comments. The only thing I would like to add is Antonio Brown has been recruiting Des Bryant to the Pittsburgh Oh, yeah, Steelers. I did see that. Mm-hmm. He made a what did he, tweet or days. something, tweet out to Des about think, coming to join him. I do believe it was a tweet. And so right now, Aaron, is it Brown and is Schuster, Juju, Sh- the Schuster other starting will, outside Schuster receiver? Schuster will be the two, uh, which I, I – I mean, Schuster did play uh, – a little bit in the slot last mm-hmm. year, and I actually like him playing the slot, big body receiver. And he would be a guy. better slot receiver than yeah, Des. Yeah. Should Des go to the team? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah. we'll get your thoughts on Antonio Brown recruiting Des, as well as who your pick to win the division is. Uh, my pick to win the division, uh, it, not really a biased opinion. I, I, obviously, I am a Steelers fan, mm-hmm. but I just being realistic, I think that they are the best team. I think they've won the division three out of the last four years. Uh, just veteran leadership across the board, guys who have been there and done that in the division. Uh, ben Roethlisberger is the best quarterback in the division. Uh, going to his age 36 season, you know, getting a l- little long in the tooth, but when he's healthy, pr- very proven quarterback, uh, one of the best in the league, I believe. Uh, Antonio Brown's resume uh, st- uh, speaks for itself. I mean, I think over the past five seasons, he's averaged around 116 receptions, 1,500 yards, and 10 touchdowns. I mean, it's just unheard of. He's so consistent. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's. I mean, you can make the case that he's like modern day Jerry Rice. I mean, with the size comparison, I mean, around he's not a big guy, around six foot tall. Fantasy, I would agree. I would think that there are not many receivers worth taking in the first round with you know with running backs and quarterbacks, exactly. but especially in a keeper league, Antonio Brown's definitely up there. He's he's about the only receiver that will put up. A, like a, numbers that a running back one will put up. Um, you know, the Le'Veon holdout situation, it's, that's been a distraction for a couple years. Uh, it just doesn't seem to affect his play. It, it, it doesn't seem to affect his play. Last year, I, I do think he started a little slow. He was a little sluggish to start the season. I think that was more like, you know, you, I mean, we've played, you know, we've played football mm-hmm. and Robbie played football and, you know, other athletes out there, you know, you, you can train however you want for a sport. You know, weight training and stuff and, like, even just running is different than putting, the, pad, putting the pads on and getting in football shape. Yeah, it applies to right. any sport. you got to get in that uh, in shape for that specific sport. Um, uh, as you were saying, you do think the defense will be a little bit better. I think so. Um, when Shazier, when he had that is- injury last year. That it was, could be a setback. It, 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 setback it was, it was a setback. And, and I, I honestly – I, I would love to see him play again, but I I don't know if it's ever going to happen. Uh, definitely against the run last year, we were gashed once uh, Shazier went down. Um, we we drafted uh, Terrell Edmonds in the first round this year. Bit of a surprise, but I like the hybrid role he brings to the defense. Uh, kind of could play like an undersized linebacker role uh, or a you know kind of a bigger safety. Uh, role to that defense, and I, I, I like that. I'd be able to cover tight mm-hmm. ends over the middle. And he's uh, a hokey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Amen. Uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> I, I, I look for us to be better. We've returned all five starters from our offensive line. Uh, should be able to pound the rock early and often. Brown's going to get his uh, – he's going to get his numbers every game. Uh, I, I just think that we are the most experienced team in the league, and, you know, barring any injuries, I think we should win the division. And what are your thoughts on uh, Brown having a little fun on Twitter recruiting Des Bryant? I mean, I know I'm, he wasn't one of your favorite players in Dallas. I mean, he's it, not many people. It, no, except for I mean, maybe one on the panel here. He's not. He's not one of my. <laughs> he's not one of my favorite athletes. But uh, I mean, Des is a fiery competitor, and you know, one of the, you know, in his prime. Which I, I mean, age wise, I mean, he's. I still wouldn't say he's out of his prime, but it's just injuries is what yeah. has held him back. But. 
uh, one of the better red zone options in the league for years when he was healthy. Uh, but I'd be all for it if he, if he would, you know, take a little discount to come. Yeah. Well, of course the discount, and then if he could get back in any kind of close shape to where yeah. he was, Dez, Antonio, and Juju would definitely give Ben a lot of options. Another reason to stay maybe another year or two mm-hmm. uh, if that would end up in a contract that lasted more than a year. Um, let's take a couple more minutes on the Steelers. We all picked them to win, so let's try to uh, play devil's advocate. If there's something throughout the season, um, barring just the obvious injury bug that could strike, what could be something that causes Pittsburgh to lose their uh, their grasp on the division? Is there is there a weakness that Pittsburgh has that someone in that division could expose and take advantage of to take that division crown away, Elliot? Well, I think Aaron, we touched on it just a minute ago when we talked about Ryan Shazier. That's a that's a huge hole in the middle of that mm-hmm. defense. So, and he helped out tremendously not only in pass coverage against like tight ends or slow receivers, but he made their run defense so much better. He could just fly through the holes, to the holes, and just shut down the run. So, True sideline to sideline player. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, if there's a weakness, I think it could possibly be the run defense or the hybrid pass catching role, and. The, the teams that could take advantage of it in the division could maybe be the Ravens. I think they'll be able to run the ball pretty well. I feel like they'd have a better shot than Cleveland, and that's just my opinion. Baltimore. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, Bengals, I don't think they're that great. Mm-hmm. Eifert could cause a problem, but he's got to he, stay on the field. He's got to stay on the field. Yeah, exactly. their running back so, situation. Who will be their starter? Will Mixon take the starting role this year? Apparently, Mixon, Mixon. is going to be their okay. bell cow, quote okay. unquote. Yeah, that that quote came from the director of player personnel for the Browns. So it could be a noteworthy thing when it comes to fantasy football, looking at Jay Mixon. Yeah, absolutely. So Elliott goes with uh, lack of experience, basically, in the the linebacking core with losing Shazier. Robbie, something the Steelers may struggle with and lose their their hold on the division with? Uh, The defense is the only part. The offense is, you're not going to, it's one of the top, probably three in the league. Um, the defense is the only real – some of the defense is weakness, but I don't even know if I'd call it a weakness. I mean, they could lose Le'Veon Bell to a season and then injury, and they're going to yeah. win the division. So, I don't, so you have a lot of confidence yeah. in just Yeah, I think they could lose. Scheme. I think they could lose Ben and win the division because they've got Brown and Bell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they've they got too many weapons to – but I did want to say I forgot to mention on the first – I think that first game could be their – could be a trap game. Oh, I think it, I think oh, that's going to be a challenge. It, I think it's absolutely a challenge. I think it's a, think it's a big I challenge. I think that's a it's a big the, test. You know, the Browns are going to be excited and yep. ready to show the yep. new talent. Yeah, they're going to be pumped up, wanting mm-hmm. to show off. I'll, I'll agree players. with you if Josh Gordon's on the field week one. Well, what about if? Well, what are the chances of that happening? Very low. I what if right? Des goes there? Or something if like Des that. goes to Cleveland or Pittsburgh, because Cleveland was looking at it too. Right, Cleveland was yeah. talk, and I, are they still in contract talks? They, or that fade they, away already. Huh? They were in talks of having a meeting today. I don't know if I, I heard an, an in-person I meeting. I don't know. It. I didn't hear any more about it. But I just wanted to. I forgot to mention that in my opening thing. I when think we get to Cleveland, we'll talk out about of the first five games. If I that, could that could affect their, I think that could be their biggest trap game. Um, before Aaron gets to it, I, I think I would go with what I mentioned earlier. Uh, I think Tom will get them through the season, uh, but if I had to pick something that could falter through, it could be the change of pace in his coaching throughout the year. Um, as me and, as Aaron and I mentioned earlier, sometimes they tend to fall to their competition, but they have a lot of tough games this year. So can they keep that upbeat vibe the entire season and not flip-flop playing down and up, down and up? Because you might play up for a couple games and go down, and then you might end up hitting a stretch against, like at the end of the year, the Jaguars – 
uh, the Steelers, the Patriots, the Raiders, the Saints. You have got to be up for every single one of those games, especially towards the end of the year because that's when people are making that playoff push. Um, so as long as Tomlin doesn't fall to pieces coaching, really I don't think the defense would be enough uh, to make them falter. And I, Again, we're trying to nitpick here, trying to pick something that could lead uh, to someone else grabbing the division. But And I would say that the next team in line would be the Ravens. Maybe the Ravens could take advantage of it. Maybe Joe Flacco – Maybe he goes down to injury. Maybe he gets benched within the first five weeks because of bad play, and they want to give Lamar Jackson a chance. He comes out and pulls Deshaun Watson. Maybe not quite as good, but starts winning games, ex- putting some excitement and life into that offense. Uh, Aaron, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think, if anything, something that would hold us back uh, from winning the division and you know making that uh, playoff push, to, you know, hopefully a, a Super Bowl, uh, trip would be either an injury to Ben Roethlisberger or an inability to stop the run. Mm-hmm. In the playoffs, you're going to face teams that can run the ball. Right. Jacksonville yep. couldn't run the ball. Could run the ball. I mean, we could and that not, was the problem. We with could not. Last we could not stop the run. Yep. Leonard Fournette ran all over, all over us in the playoffs, and actually, even Blake Bortles got out of the pocket and scrambled for some nice runs. Uh, I mean, you look at these other teams in the AFC who are going to be really good this year. Uh, the Chiefs with Kareem Hunt, they can run the ball. The uh, Chargers with Melvin Gordon, they can mm-hmm. run the ball. We have to be able to stop the run. Uh, we signed John Bostic to you know kind of be like a band aid for that uh, middle of that linebacking core. Him and Vince Williams. But I think the biggest thing to stop the run is Stephon Tuitt and Cam Hayward have to stay healthy. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, and the line has that they have to keep Ben upright because yeah. we've seen in the past. I mean, when Ben gets hurt. Uh, that we struggle because we haven't had a good backup in a while, which, I, I mean, that gets me to Mason Rudolph. They just drafted, right? I think Mason Rudolph is going to be the next franchise quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, so you I, think he's a long-term? I, th- I think he'll be the long-term answer. I, I think that you know he's he's already shown a little bit in camp of, of what, like that big arm, mm-hmm. that, what he can do, kind of like the body size and the arm reminds me of Ben anyway. I don't think he is – you know, as mobile in the pocket side to side as what Ben is, but I think Ben could teach him uh, some of that, and, you know, kind of acclimate that to his own game. Um, but I, I think those are the biggest keys of, of what would hold us back from winning the division this year. Um, and then to keep, to keep kind of on pace with, uh, with our show here, I've kind of got a little timeline put in. Uh, Aaron Dell, if you don't mind, take maybe five or six minutes uh, and talk about what are the key pieces – uh, for the Steelers, and this this is pretty much an easy one. You, the the tough questions for you guys in fantasy is going to come with the teams like the Bengals and the Browns. But tell us what your thoughts are uh, on players to try to get and get quick in fantasy, or maybe players that you might want to avoid. Uh, Elliot, we'll start with you. Well, the obvious ones are uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. but I think Juju Smith Schuster is going to be a great fantasy selection this year. Right now, as a one, two, as a as a wide receiver, two. Right now, he's probably going in the fourth, fifth round. Okay, I think that's. I think fifth round's a steal. I think fourth is fair value. I think you could even look late third. I look for him to get more touchdowns this year. So, and uh, maybe a player or defense or whatever to maybe slow down on with the Steelers. Um, I. W- Ben Roethlisberger is the one I would wait on this year because he's getting older, but it's more so the depth of the quarterback position. You can wait on quarterback yeah. for so long, and especially if you're in a one-quarterback league. Now, if you're in a two-quarterback league, it may be a bit different, but if you're just starting one quarterback, wait as long as you possibly can this year. Yeah, and Robbie and I talked about it a couple of days ago. Ben is a guy who usually puts up you know steady numbers, 
But he'll have a, a week or two. I think last year he might have had two games where he scored in the upper 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. But then maybe a week, you know, another week he might have 20 or lower. Yeah. So he is very hit or miss. So mm-hmm. I, I can go with Ben. Uh, Aaron, player, I mean, I, again, it's kind of repeating ourselves here, but players that you definitely want to go out and get for the Steelers uh, and then maybe some that you might want to slow down on. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of to rehash what Elliot said. Um, Le'Veon Bell, I mean, he's a guy you're gonna you're gonna take within the first two or three picks mm-hmm. of your draft in any league, PPR or standard. He's a he's a running back and a receiver. Yeah, he's a running back and a receiver. I mean, the, he's gonna touch the ball thirty times a game. I think he touched the ball. It was like four hundred and it's like four hundred and thirty sometimes last year or something like that. I mean. His yards per carry was a little uninspiring last year, around four four yards per carry. And actually, uh, he has a, uh, ESPN did an article on he, uh, you know, when the Steelers and the uh, and Le'Veon were going through all this uh, contract holdout. But he has uh, Le'Veon has seven thousand nine hundred ninety six yards from scrimmage through sixty two regular season games, and that is the most by any NFL player since the uh, AFL NFL merger in nineteen seventy. So there, he's getting his touches. He's making the most. Of he's his he's getting his yards. Uh, what he has been kind of, I don't know, kind of disappointing in in the past is touchdowns. But he had like nine rushing touchdowns last year, so mm-hmm. they were more willing to run the ball inside inside the red zone last year. Uh, Antonio Brown, as Ellie was saying, you know, the the most consistent uh, fantasy wide receiver out there. Um, he's been that that way for several years now. He's the only receiver, in my opinion, that will put up uh, numbers comparable or maybe even greater than some of these uh, running backs that are being drafted in the first round. Uh, Juju uh, had over 900 yards last year, uh, and I think let's see, I think he had around five, yeah, around five touchdowns. Or actually, he had seven touchdowns last year, uh, and that was off only off of like 58, 58 receptions. So mm-hmm. he's going to get more targets. A guy who he reminds me a lot of one of my favorite players, even though well, not when he was with the Ravens, but Anquan Bolden. Oh yeah, just a big body receiver, tough over the middle. You know, he's going to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of reminds me of Hines Ward, mm-hmm. the way he blocks. I mean, the you know the players love him. Um, but yeah, players I would slow down on. I don't even think – Ben Roethlisberger will probably not be on one of my fantasy teams this year. The inconsistency that he shows on the road in, in uh, fantasy games, I, I just want no part in that. Yeah. And, I mean, he'll have – he has had some games where he just blows up or he'll, or he'll throw like three or four mm-hmm. interceptions. But and, if you're on a bye and you go out and pick him up off the waiver wire and he scores you 50, then – Oh, yeah, yeah. But And he and yeah. that's – like I said, that's what Robbie and I were yeah. talking about. He can have those games where he throws mm-hmm. five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he have, he'll have some games like that this year, but it's just so hard to predict. And yeah. as Elliot was saying, this, it's quarter, luck almost this quarterback point. class is so deep in fantasy this year that me personally, I'm, if I'm not going to be the last one to draft a quarterback in my league, I'm probably going to be the next to the last. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm going to make sure I shore up all my other positions, running back, receiver, tight end, before I even address quarterback. All right. Um, about a minute left. My last question. This, Robbie, I want to include you in this as well um, because uh, this may include some bias. We don't have to take a lot of time, just a simple yes or no uh, answer. Um, if it's a no-keeper league, for all the fantasy football players out there, they're wondering who they're going to take between – uh, running backs between David Johnson, uh, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott. If Bell is there, along with everyone else, is Bell the running back to take first overall? Elliott? I have no clue. Me and Aaron have talked about this for a couple, well, probably a week now. And 
you can't in, push. You got to pick somebody. No pushing. I know. I'm, I'm getting to it. If you're in, a, if you're in a fantasy draft, you don't want one of the first three picks this year. You would like to have four, so you get mm-hmm. one of the four running backs, and then have the best player coming back. That way, well, you don't correct. have to make a choice between four of them. You can just get what's left. Because you'd feel sick during yeah, the season oh, yeah. if you made that wrong choice. Well, I, I passed over Le'Veon Bell last year for David Johnson, and he broke his forearm mm-hmm. in the first game. So, if I'm forced, it's, uh, if I'm forced, I guess it's Gurley. I don't like it. It, it makes me uneasy. Mm-hmm. But I think he's in a great offensive system. I think he's had less touches than Bell. He's not coming off injury like Johnson. Zeke's probably going to get him in the touchdown department, but Gurley offers the more receiving upside, I mm-hmm. think. I think he offers more receiving upside, but I think his touchdown potential is also very high. I think you saw what his ceiling is last year, but I, I also don't think that it's not reproducible. That's true. I, well, And they don't really have a – pure red zone threat no because they brought in brandon cooks and cooks is going to be the deep threat and i look for him to get a lot of yards after the catch but a girl is going to be the guy in the red zone yeah and that's but the thing is with the steelers with bell i mean antonio brown's gonna get some touchdowns juju's gonna get some touchdowns i mean they're they're gonna score a lot you're helping make this decision easier for me i actually had this dilemma in one of our leagues i have bell and girly about that the other day and that is a keeper league so i'm basically making a decision there so and who are you going with I would go with Gurley. It, so we got two for Gurley. And I the, I know it hasn't really affected Le'Veon yet, but the camp holdout, that is something that I look at as well. I mean, Gurley's going to be in camp. He's, he should not be rusty coming out of the gate. And I, me personally, I think that division this year uh, in the NFC West is going to be pretty weak defensively. Uh, he should run run wild through that yeah, division. That's true. Again. Rob, They're going to be facing a lot of positive game scripts. If you have the first pick, um, who's the running back that you go with? I don't know. Gurley scares me just because he's had the past ACLs tears. Uh, Bell, he's had a couple knee issues, and I don't think the holdout will, will affect him because he does his thing regardless. He, he had a little holdout last year. It didn't affect him. Mm-hmm. And like Aaron said, he started a little slow. Yeah. But I know I'm a Cowboys fan, but for the sole fact that I don't see any other weapon there, <laughs> I would take Ezekiel just because I think he's going to touch the ball 30 times a game. Because I don't – unless Alan Hearns does something, he turns back the clock, I don't see – I just see the ball being force-fed to Zeke over and over Aaron, in the passing game. Either. Aaron and I were talking about this, what, a couple of days ago, and you said I you don't see that, a game that goes by that he doesn't touch the ball 28 to 30 times I game. think he's going to lead the league in rushing yards. And I, I, I think, think that – So he, retain, he I, gets back that he, rushing he, title. He's still got that line. I think y'all's defense will be respectable enough to keep y'all in games, and, and y'all are going to have to run the ball to win. Oh, yeah. And I think the yeah. ball – I think the ball gets – Fed to him through Witten's absence as well because yeah, I think he's yeah, going to be the safety valve. He's going to be the safety yeah. valve. So he's, he's, be a, he's a good screen back. They yeah. just don't does throw that, him does enough. That, does that run him out? I know he's really young, so maybe not this well, year. They're going to milk him dry. Is this going to run year. him out of gas by the time the year ends? I don't know, but the, when fancy if playoffs, get, comes if he's going to get run out of gas, it'll be this it'll year because he's going to get milked. You're going to find out. I think he's going to be looking like he's going to be looking at a Demarco Murray type workload from a few. He better be in shape. All I can say. The good thing about Elliott is though. With Murray, he was 26 or 7 when he had that year. I think year. Zeke's, what, 24? 24. Yeah. So he is a little bit younger, but still, that's a lot of that's a lot of touches. It's a lot Especially of, in that division. It's a lot of touches, but I think he can handle it. It is, it is going to be a tough division defensively. Thankfully, he's going to get beat up a little bit. The good thing is, for him, he had half a season off last year yeah. for other issues. And through college and stuff, he hasn't shown any injury weaknesses so far. Mm-hmm. So. That's true. Um, got a great name, too. It, That's true. I would only because I have I'm not as familiar with him. Uh, 
I would put Johnson to, at fourth. I'm I'm actually torn with the decision between Gurley and Bell in real life. Um, if if Zeke was there, I would take him solely because I, of my Cowboys bias. <laughs> that and that and that would make the decision easy for me because I'm just saying I picked him because he's on Dallas. But if he's not there, I'm going Bell over Gurley only because Aaron said that you know last year. That was his ceiling, but you also believe it is. I think, can it's, re- do it again. I, I think it's reproducible. I, I, I'd like to see it first. We've seen Bell reproduce those type of numbers. I'm going to go with Bell, but it scares me with McVay and that offense, what they're going to get him to do this well, year. Well, I think their defense. Put up I think the Rams' defense is going to be so improved this year. They're going to be they're going to be getting a lot of short fields mm-hmm. on offense, and it's going to. I think that touchdown potential is still there for Gurley. I think that ceiling is there. But I think we can all agree you. If going by no injuries or anything, you can't really go wrong with either four of those exactly. guys. Exactly, that, that's my point. Yeah, I, I think I think Zeke and David Johnson kind of factor into. I think I think both of those players are very comparable. Mm-hmm. I think in talent and in situation, I think that they are easily going to be the best offensive weapon on their team, and they're going to be probably the best receiver on their on their own team. Yeah, I know the Cardinals do have Larry Fitzgerald, but he you know he's getting up there in age. Uh, what what I what bothers me about David Johnson is though he his legs are going to be fresh, but he hasn't played in a game in a year. Yeah, and also that offense is going to be terrible. The now the start the terrible. starting the quarterback is bad. with about thirty seconds left with the, the starting quarterback right now for them it's not the rookie right it's going to be Bradford. It's going to be Bradford until he gets hurt. But Bradford is made of glass, so I look yeah. for Josh Rosen to <laughs> start by week eight. Okay, Ramsey two point That's right. All right, um, there's our breakdown on the Steelers again. Aaron did a really good job helping us uh, fill in there uh, for Todd doing a great job with the Steelers. When we come back, uh, Aaron's still going to be here. We're going to talk about the Ravens, uh, the Bengals, and the Browns. So we'll be right back after this short break. All right, we are back on 9 to 5 Sports. And, guys, what do we decide to go with here? We're going with Cleveland Browns for the second team, right? Um, Basically the same concept. We may not spend as much time uh, with these other teams, but we're going to go through basically the same line of schedule uh, like we did with the Steelers. So when we come to Cleveland, um, I think let's say it's fair to say we don't expect them to win division. So, Elliot, we were talking about this a little bit during the break. What is the proper – uh, over-under number of wins we can expect out of a Cleveland team that Aaron did not win a game last year, yeah, right? Did not win a game. Um, under the same coach, uh, obviously a lot of new pieces at very important positions. What should the over-under be with wins? I think the fair number is five. Uh, I think I'm, I'm a, really with you. That's a rapid improvement from last year. I mean, mm-hmm. a five-game jump in the NFL is huge. It's enormous. Yeah. Which isn't that what the Rams basically did? Yeah. Yep, the Rams yeah. are really bad with Jeff Fisher, and I know Robbie's got his own thoughts about that, <laughs> but the Rams made a huge jump just with coaching alone and with helping golf. So you say five. Yeah, yeah. Looking at their schedule, it's it's not the easiest. So five, I think five's a fair number. I think you don't really want to go either way because we think they're going to be improved, so you don't you don't want to go under. And then six six could be ambitious. I know Robbie thinks otherwise, but I, I think five's a good, fair number for the Browns. Oh, the the reason for the silence. Robbie is showing us a link. I really don't want to read it because I know Parker listens to the show, but it says that and, – and that might be a joke link. Or is it I real? I hope it is. I don't know. I'm not clicking on it. The link, the link said Cowboys show Dak film 
of Carson Wentz to become a better quarterback. That's probably <laughs> a – that can't be right. But anyway, um, <laughs> Robbie, I, the over-under is set on five, and you're not allowed to push. What are you going with for Cleveland? Um, I say they're over by at least two games. Ooh. At least at least two. You think they're going to make a seven-game jump? I think they're going to be between seven and eight. Seven that is an awful eight lot wins. of faith in a franchise that is the Cleveland well, Browns. No, 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 no. When's some, the last time they won point, at least eight games? At some point it's going to come around. It was probably when they had Derek Anderson, a quarterback, and had Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Braylon Edwards. Was that the uh, Peyton Hillis year? Or was that no? Uh, that, was, that was 2011, I believe. They might have Jamal Lewis. Oh, okay. A functional quarterback will just do wonders for a team. We know that Yeah, but fact. we just talked about what kind of division – they got the Steelers twice. The Bengals twice, and they can take one from the Ravens. I believe they okay. can take one from the Ravens. And if they would get lucky and get that opening game from the Steelers, so that's, a, that's a winnable game. I wouldn't say it's a, a just a must or a, an automatic loss. I just feel like not all that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's gonna, mm-hmm. but I think they're going to steal from. I just think Tyrod's going to be a game manager. He's going to be a hell of a lot better than yeah. That's right. That's what Deshaun Kaiser, right? The, yeah, he played so Deshaun bad Kaiser, last year. Had one of the worst Deshaun QBRs. Kaiser might be one of the most uh, like just unready pro quarterbacks I have ever. You seen. You don't draft somebody his own coach said when your yeah, head his, coach, his coach from city. college says you're not ready. He told the Browns he's not ready, and they still drafted him. Being fair, I don't give a lot of merit to anything Hugh Jackson says, but no, no, Brian Kelly. Yeah, Brian. Brian Kelly, Kelly said this to uh, the Browns. Oh, his Notre Dame. They, yeah, yeah, the yeah, Kaiser yeah. was not ready, and they still drafted him. Gotcha. But I'm telling you, uh, the defense should be good. You got Miles Garrett. He didn't do much. They last year. should be good. They should have been better last year. They, they should have still... been better, but the oh, quarterback will hold you back to from winning games. That's I think really a, a, a decent a decent quarterback automatically that's gets a, you at least two. They got they got a decent running back. The line's decent. They've got receiver without talent. Joe Thomas. They've now. got receiver no talent with or without Josh Gordon. They took um, Jarvis Landry. Jarvis Landry. And who's the other outside guy? Another guy. Corey is, um, they've got Corey, Corey Coleman. Coleman, and then they drafted the troubled Florida wide receiver Antonio yeah. Callaway in and the fourth yeah. round. Don't they have believe. a decent tight So end? just what they need: some more personalities on the team, uh, looking yeah. for Dez. I just think that a, a lot of this meshing not, might not go what people think it's going to go. Who's like. their tight end there? Oh, David Joku. Who's talented? I think. Super athletic. I, I, I just think quarterback can sew all that together, but we'll see. So, all right, do you see Tyrod playing in all 16? Yeah. I don't so think you think it is, a, it is a redshirt year for – Yeah. Hugh has stated that Tyrod will start all 16 games. Now, whether he sticks by that, he said nothing will change it, but we know how that goes. Oh, well, yeah, if he comes think, out and sucks and they start 0-5. That's my yeah. thing. I don't think Tyrod's going to do anything That fan base is going to be hammering the table he's, for Baker. He's not a big interception And guy. Hugh Jackson's not the coach that that GM hired. And we all know how that works, Oh, right? yeah, yeah. Right, I'm – Maybe it's just I'm Mr. Negative. I'm going under. I, I think I, I said that their max. I told Austin that their max was six. I'm still. Uh, I, I'm like Aaron. A five game jump in the NFL is oh, you, it's, is it's huge. It's enormous. Like you, we don't see it very often. I, I think realistically, you can expect four or five games. So I'm I'm going to go under here. I think uh, I don't. It's it's going to be tough. They definitely can steal one from the Steelers. They can steal one for the Ravens. They play the Chargers. That's a very likely win. Oh, absolutely. They'll, they'll probably beat the Chargers for sure. But um, for I them just, for them to win all those games to put them together, I, I'm just not sure. And and on the road is when they really really struggle. And you know that there's eight games right there on the road. So I'm still going under. But you struggle. I'd a like lot to be proven wrong. You struggle a lot on the road when you don't have a good quarterback. Yeah. But uh, Tyrod is just not a big 
interception guy. That's why I have faith in him. He's not. And, and, and maybe I'm not giving them the credit they deserve. And heck, I wouldn't mind to see them oh, become a better it. franchise. The city, the, the city itself deserves a better football team. Well, let's, let's they go the, out and sit in the cold to go 0-16. Well, let's look at their schedule real quick. All right, they start. They start with the Steelers. That's okay. a that's a no problem. Detroit Saints oh, no, that's is a no. The Jets. At that's the winnable. Saints. At the Saints. They the, should the, beat the Jets. The Jets come to them. They, they should beat they the should Jets. They should probably win that. Game. Okay. They're at the Raiders. I think that's one. That's a toss. That's up. a tough game. That's a toss up. At they, the Ravens come to them. That's another toss. Realistically, up. are they beating the Chargers? No. We're just, no. 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 They should. Love okay. you, James. <laughs> um, at the Buccaneers, do they have Jameis, I think, then? I think they yeah. do, but think that'll be one of his first games back. Be, it is a winnable that's game. That's a winnable game. Definitely a winnable game. Then they go to the Steelers, that's probably a no. And then the Chiefs come to them. I, I'm not sure that's not winnable. Oh, it's winnable. The Chiefs' defense, I think, is going to be bad. It could be. And Falcons, I'm not Falcons sure if they're ready for the Falcons uh, yet. Bengals, they go to the Bengals, that's probably a win. I'm going to take it sweet. And I don't know when the last time you look at any Brown schedule and see anybody on there and say it's probably a win, but... <laughs> they go to the Texans. That's a loss. Panthers should Panthers be a loss. a loss. The Broncos, up. Oh, they can give them a run for their money. I still would pick the Broncos. I yeah, I want to go out and say Panthers is winnable. I think that's a, a win. That I think that's a win. Then, I'm going to say right, it right we'll now. We'll mark that down. December 9th. Yeah. And then they go. The Bengals come to town. Probably another win. And then... They go to the Ravens to finish the season, which is another toss-up for me. Okay, I, well, I mean, you. you I just wanted right. to see how tough their schedule really was. I hadn't looked at it. All right, Aaron, you're the your your team is in the division. It what what is it? Can they win more than five games this year? If they win more than five, I'll be might, surprised. If be, they win more than five games, one, I'll be surprised. It might be one over five. I, I'm going to say five or six. Um, so he's going over. I, I think that. Yes, they got a lot more talented, but you never in NFL. It doesn't work like that sometimes. The NFL just doesn't mesh like that right away, and uh, I, I mean, it's, it's definitely a big upgraded quarterback. Mm-hmm. I don't think Tyrod's great by any means, but I think he's a respectable quarterback in this league. And he's—I'll he, I'll give Robbie this. He's a—he's a massive improvement from what they've had. Yeah, I—I I, I think that. Did they start three different guys last year or something? Like Kaiser that. was the one I remember. Who yeah, else started, played? They for started them? Kevin Hogan. He was awful. <laughs> yeah, he was bad. Kaiser stuck out to me as being really bad. Oh, yeah, there was he, another one. Uh, yeah, there's Kessler. Was it Kessler? Kessler. Cody, Cody Kessler. 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 They were all three just terrible. Yeah. Just terrible. <laughs> but but uh, I, I think the quarterback situation is definitely going to be better. Um, you look at the defense. They drafted Denzel Ward. They'll have Jarrell Peppers yep. back. Miles Garrett. Miles probably Garrett. a healthy season. All of and which, they have Jamie Collins. All of which, though, are very young history. and don't have experience. Maybe we'll bring some of that Patriot I'm interested, to the Browns. I'm interested to see how Denzel Ward plays out. They needed a corner, but me and Robbie were talking. We would have mm-hmm. liked to see them take Chubb. The mm-hmm. defensive end to pair with Gary. But, yeah. Yeah, that's another stupid report I heard out of Cleveland was they didn't take Chubb because they were afraid of what would happen when the two contracts run up. I heard that as From well. The two that can't be ends. right. That's got to be management. If that's the case, fire whoever made that decision. <laughs> Aaron's shaking his head, so I'm assuming he agrees with us. Uh, I'm just baffled by the stupidity. <laughs> contract. You worry about contract issues after he's earned that contract. Yeah, yeah, but maybe that's the old – hopefully that's the old Browns, the guys that got fired. I, I mean – I think that Hugh Jackson, in my opinion, he's he's a bad coach, and I, I think that that they're gonna play and they're gonna play down to their opponents, even at games that they should win because they are a poorly coached team. Yeah, and and that's the, not to say that they could they could be a team. Cleveland is an organization where they could fire him midway through the season. So now you've got to deal with a coaching change plus all of this new talent. Well, I mean, hopefully this cleanse that. Uh, that Hugh Jackson is talking about, where he jumped in the jumped in uh, the lake, 
in freezing cold weather. He said at the end of last season, he said if the Browns lost every game, he would jump in the lake, and he did. So he's hoping that this cleanse will turn around. Maybe the team. he was hoping it would just put him out of his misery. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, as oh, you all were saying uh, on one of your uh, previous show, uh, previous shows, I mean, Josh Gordon is like talent wise probably one of the ten best receivers in this league. And one of the uh, most unreliable people to be on the field. Exactly. <laughs> I think he's one of the biggest wild cards mm-hmm. that probably in the NFL this year. If he plays, they're they're going to be better. Yep. Uh, but I don't see them – I don't even see them stepping above the Ravens. I could see them stealing a game from the Ravens, but I say realistically the Ravens win between seven and nine. I agree. I think the, the Ravens defense. will finish ahead of them in the division I think when it comes because to Because the defense – John Harbaugh can flat-out coach. I mm-hmm. think he's one of the better coaches in the league. That, another thing about Hugh Jackson is with the whole GM not picking him, I think he was handpicked by Mr. Haslam, the owner. Oh, okay. So he might have a little longer leash, but we'll see. Jackson, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um. Okay, so there, there's our, our output on what we what we think wins-wise. Uh, Aaron and Elliott, this one might be a little tougher for you. What are we looking at, fantasy? What are the guys you want on Cleveland? What are the people on Cleveland that you want to have on your fantasy team, <laughs> if there are any, and people that may be hyped up or people that you might want to stay away from? And what about the defense? I think that – is that finally a question that you can ask? Are they worth – Maybe picking up on a bye week or something with the Cleveland defense. But what's your opinions on fantasy-wise with the Browns? Uh, depending on the matchup, their defense could be reliable. They they showed a strong def- a run defense last year, and now they, they struggle pretty mightily against the pass, but mm-hmm. their run defense was much improved. I would stream them against the Bengals. <laughs> yes, yeah. absolutely. And Dalton likes to throw the ball to yeah, the other yes, team. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> as far as fantasy-wise, I'm staying away from the running game. They signed Carlos Hyde. They did give him top ten running back money, but then they went right around and drafted Nick Chubb with the 35th pick. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how that dynamic's going to work out. Duke so. Johnson's also going to Duke Johnson he's also get a lot of nice, receiving game work. Absolutely. I forgot about him. But I'm, I'm staying away from their running game. Quarterback, you could draft Tyrod late, but it would have to be maybe even a two-quarterback league, as we said. The depth of quarterback is enormous this year. Josh Gordon is the guy you want if he's on the field. If he's not on the field or if he is on the field, I think you can take Jarvis Landry. I think he's going to be a reliable target for either Tyrod or Baker. He's he's always open. He works well out of the slot. So Jarvis Landry is going to get peppered with targets. He's a guy you want, especially in PPR leagues. He's not he's not going to necessarily give you gaudy touchdown numbers, but he's always reliable and going to give you steady production. Shout out to EPK Knowles with the ex-Dolphin. Uh, Aaron, fantasy news with the Browns. Uh, fantasy news with the Browns, I mean, it, all these mock drafts that Elliot and I have been doing the past couple of weeks, and you know, one name that we are seeing around the third and fourth round is Josh Gordon, and that that price tag is just a little too high for me with a guy who is one weed suspension away from maybe know, being, never playing again, being banned from the Stay league. Stay off the weed. That's right. So, so is he worth the risk though? At that high, the third or fourth his, round, his upside is league winning type of player, but. The price tag based on his past, I can't do it. I, I, there's no way I would draft him in the third round. I know one person that can. Oh, I definitely know one person that can. This, <laughs> I do. Robbie takes more risks than anyone in fantasy. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of them do pan out for him. They do pan out for him. But as Elliot was saying, uh, Jarvis Landry, especially if Josh Orton would get suspended, I mean, they, he's, he's going to be a, a wide receiver one mm-hmm. all year uh, if that would be the case. Oh, well. But even if not, uh, he's going to get peppered with targets. Uh, you know, reliable guy. He's going to get open. Not a 
not really a touchdown guy. More, he's going to be more a player that is coveted in PPR formats. Uh-huh. Uh, I think David Njoku is a guy that if you would grab him late as like either a backup tight end or just like a sleeper tight end, he's got that athletic ability where he could be scary good. With Josh Gordon and, and Landry taking you know looks away from or defensive looks from the middle of the field. Yeah, I forgot to mention him. And Joko's a nice late round flyer. But I think this pushes Corey Coleman all the way down the depth chart to the point where I don't think he's going to be draftable. I don't, I don't think he's draftable. No. So and receiver wise, though, you guys are high on Jarvis Landry. Very high on Landry. I'm high. No, I'm high on Landry. I would rather have Landry at his average draft position than what I could have Gordon. And you, yeah. you talked about it a little bit when Elliot was mentioning it, but uh, with regards to their defense, what, what would you do as a fantasy owner through the weeks uh, with if Cleveland's defense is available? Uh, Just check I, I matchups? Think or? I, I would have to check match, uh, matchups. Uh, you know, uh, against the Steelers, I, I'm, not, I'm not playing the Browns. But against the Ravens, if, if Flacco's starting, absolutely I would start the Browns. Or, or Bengals. Against the Bengals against Dalton, absolutely I would start the Browns. Uh, the Jets, uh, did you say they, had, they played the Jets week three? Week three. Two, three, three, week three. Week yeah. three, I would, I, would play, I would definitely pick up the Browns' defense that week. But I think it's going to be mostly matchup driven. Uh, and, again, as Elliot was saying, I would stay away from that running game. I think it's going to be a disaster for fantasy purposes. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd maybe you know, pick up one of those guys late um, and just stash them on your bench and maybe if an injury or something would happen in preseason. Okay, you know. let's say that does happen. You're late in the year. There's, some, there's been some injuries. You're going on the waiver wire uh, to finish out the year. You need a running back. If those guys are available, which one do you take? I'd almost go Hyde based on track record, um, mm-hmm. but even even he has you know been you know kind of hit with an injury bug in his years in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, Nick Chubb, I like him, but even at Georgia, I didn't even think he was the best running back on his own team. And obviously, other NFL scouts thought that. Or, so, yeah, that's the guy the Patriots. Mm-hmm, right? Sonny yes. Michelle. Yeah, and I I, I think. You know, he just stood out to me more than Chubb did. I, I thought Chubb kind of looked like a plotter to mm-hmm. me. I just didn't think he had much top end. Oh, if those backs, if you had to choose between those backs, who would you suggest people take? Well, I think it depends on your league format. If, as we were saying with Landry, mm-hmm. if it's a PPR, I think you want Duke Johnson because okay. he's going to get the receptions out of the backfield and has long touchdown potential. Mm-hmm. He can break away from the field. But as far as the other two, if you want to run him back, I think I'm going with Hyde as well. Like okay. I said, they paid him top ten money. So I don't think there's any way he just sits the bench, and he's always been a touchdown producer. So I think Hyde's the guy I would go with. All right. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals, right? Uh, And that will close us out for this show. So we'll be right back. All right. Uh, back to 9 to 5 Sports. It's time to talk uh, Aaron's second favorite team in the league, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, right now with the Ravens, it looks like their starting quarterback is going to be Joe Flacco. Uh, honestly, guys, I'm not really familiar with their team as a whole uh, as I am as much with the Browns uh, and the Steelers. Um, so even though they're Aaron's favorite team's rivals, I know that he's still got some good insight on the Ravens. We'll do this, basically the same thing. Uh, that we did with the Browns. I don't think we see the Ravens taking the division. Uh, but if there was an over or under uh, set of games that the Ravens can win this year, Elliot, what do you think that that would be around? Seven. Seven for the Ravens. Yep. And I would be inclined to take the under. But I think it's right around seven. But if I was forced, I would take the under. Okay. And just because of lack of talent, uh, uh, strength of schedule, 
Uh, basically, quarterback I controversy. Basically, maybe? I don't believe in either quarterback. So oh, okay. either way it goes, I don't think it ends well. All right, and Griffin. Oh yeah, Robert Griffin the oh, third. Robert Griffin the third is there as well. <laughs> I didn't think about him. Um, for me, I'm, I'm seven. I'm a, I'm gonna go the over. I'm gonna go the over. I think they can win seven or eight games, and I think it might. It might hurt my cause that I think that the, the reason they can win that is because I think Lamar Jackson may be inserted earlier than planned, which means that Flacco would probably have to lose uh, a decent amount of games or just be playing really bad and them escaping with wins uh, or maybe even an injury. But I think they can take advantage uh, of the of the Bengals. I still I think and I agree with Aaron that they're still ahead of the Browns uh, when it comes to how many wins they're going to get. Um, and then, of course, the two games against the Steelers, they're always toss-ups. I would all, I would never say that they would sweep the Steelers, but if they would split, there's a game there. Um, and then again, what Aaron said earlier to bank off of, I'm still a big believer in Harbaugh. I like him as a coach. Uh, I don't think they're going to have a terrible year. Uh, they have been hit hard with injuries the last couple years, which has definitely played into that. But also Flacco's play, of course, has dropped. But I, I'm, I'm, I am going to go over um, for a little bit for sake of argument, but – I, again, I, I think that there might be a change at quarterback, and I think it could definitely put some new life into that offense. No one's going to have film on him. It could be new to everyone else as well. And so I think that may present a problem to the to the division that they're not expecting. Rob, what do you think about the Ravens? Um, I think they're under seven. Okay, you're going under. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't see a lot there in my mind. Uh, I I'll go ahead on on a limb and say I think this is the year that Joe Flacco gets Harbaugh fired. Oh, so I think he stays with him too long. Oh, so you think his loyalty towards Flacco yeah. could lead uh, to a bad record and Harbaugh on his way out? Yeah, which, I would case, love to see in him which in us, South. That's Texas, right. Dallas can Texas. swoop in and take him. I would baby. love to see him there. <laughs> All, All right, right, Aaron, your arch rivals. What are they going to do this year? Are they going to win at least seven games? I'm gonna say yes. I have I have them finishing eight and eight. Eight and eight. I think that they'll they'll have a good defense. We'll keep them in games. Uh, a good running back, really a underrated running back, in Alex Collins. I mean, last year he showed when he got the workload, he was mm-hmm. he was a beast. I mean, he, he ran all over us one game. I know. And uh, receiving wise, uh, receiving wise, who they I know they picked up someone to be a starter on the outside. They've got Michael Crabtree. Crabtree, that's and it. For they me. also will have on the outside. Um, John Brown. John Brown, and they also picked up Willie Sneed, so the receiving core will be better. And they drafted Hayden Hurst, the tight end from South Carolina, in the first round. So I, I think the offense will be better. Joe's got to play well, though. Okay. And I really, I don't know if Joe will play the whole year. I really don't. I, I think I'm in agree with you, with you, and you're actually leading me into what I want to be the main talking point about this. Who's going to finish the year out? for the Ravens at quarterback. Now, let's just throw out the possibility of injury because obviously if Flacco gets hurt, they're going to move to someone else. But do you think if he stays healthy, Joe Flacco finishes the year as the starting quarterback for the Ravens? And, Aaron, I think you basically just answered that question. I don't think you will. I I, I think that you know they traded they trade up in the first round to get Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. I think it, that I think he'll end up taking that job in the year. I mean, Joe, over the past couple of years, healthy or not, I mean, he just – he has not performed – I mean – you know, early in his career, I mean, late in the season in the playoffs, I mean, he would turn on to another level, almost like a how Eli Manning would turn up his yeah, play in the playoffs. It does remind me a lot of how and, Eli played. But I, I mean, even when the talent has been around Joe, 
uh, which, I mean, the last couple years hasn't really been the case, but he, he just hasn't really performed. And the thing is, no, no matter how good your talent is around you, if you're a good quarterback, it's going to show. And you're going to make your the talent around you better. It's going to, you know, more vice versa that mm-hmm. way. But I, I, I just – if he can't get it done with this group this year, I think this is probably one of the better offensive groups he's had in a couple of years. And I think if he can't get it done this year, I think he needs to be benched. And do you think that someone like Lamar Jackson or maybe even RG3, but I think we're all thinking Lamar Jackson here, could give them a spark? He could give them a spark. Uh, I think more so with his legs. I know he's got a big arm. I mean, when I watch him at Louisville, you know, all of us play like ACC uh, football. Mm. And, you know, pay big attention to that. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you know, ripped right through the ACC. Um, and more so showing off, you know, big running, abil- uh, running ability and, you know, showing off the big arm. But I don't know if the accuracy will be there. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's what kind of worries me with him. Uh, and plus, a player like that, you have to center your whole offense around a player like that. Because him, the way he plays and the way Joe plays is so different that they're going to have to cater the offense to him. Which I know they'll plan on doing that because you don't spend a first round pick on a quarterback not to make him your franchise player. Yeah, and I uh, I I actually was kind of surprised um, when they traded up because I don't know if you were like me. I think when they were talking about trades and stuff, we all I thought the Saints had tra- they traded up to get someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the Saints were going to trade up to get Lamar I, Jackson. I, I Could you so imagine too. him with the mind of Sean Payton? What they could be capable. capable yeah, of. I, yeah, with the weapons they would have there with Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas and. Uh, that that would be a scary offense to guard. Which I I think uh, I think either way, Lamar Jackson I think does have kind of a route to some immediate playing time this year. Uh, I know Joe Joe will begin the year as a starter. I mean he's won a Super Bowl for the team, uh, so I mean he has that going for him. But I, I, that's it. I mean I know he's got John Harbaugh's trust, but I think if John sticks with him too long, I kind of agree with Robbie. It could end up getting him fired. Yeah, and so, Rob, I'm assuming that you basically think he's going to stay there for the year. I don't know about the year, but I think he could go 12 to 14 games. and just, it's just That's too much. Yeah, and at that point, if they're that late and they make the change, then that's basically saying Flacco's done and maybe yeah. the coach. And I'm, I'm just not a big Lamar Jackson guy yet. I don't know. I don't see it. I don't see the Watson in him. I've got to see it at the NFL yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Like, I've seen Griffin do more. I, I probably have more confidence in Griffin, honestly. Because yeah, that had, talent's still there somewhere. He had 50 rushing touchdowns in three seasons at Louisville, but that is not going to translate to the NFL. Yeah. And if you're that great, everybody. if wrong. you're that great, your team's going to do something in college, too. Agreed. But like Aaron Agreed. said, they had to have seen something to trade up to get him in the first round. They, I say they, they've seen something, but... Also, Baltimore sort of a boring team. I feel like they needed something to Energize, rally their fan base the and provide a spark, as you so said. So, what do you think, then? Well, as I, as I stated before, I'm not a believer in either quarterback, really, or any of the three, for that matter. I used to be a believer mm-hmm. in one of them. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. To provide a little intrigue to the show, normally you would say – in this kind of situation, you would want Lamar to sit behind Flacco and learn for a year. But I don't know what he can I think learn they're Joe. so different in their play styles that it, it's not going to translate. He's basically known for some some clutch games, but mostly for his arm mm-hmm. and his uh, his ability to take risks. But it just hasn't been working. I think recently. the play style is so different that yeah. I really don't know how he how much he could take from Joe's game. I really don't. And, what, what what game he has left? Yeah. And as I said, I'll take the under on seven. So I obviously don't think they're going to do very well. With that being said, I think Flacco plays maybe half the season. They insert Jackson. I think he gets injured, 
So I think the starting quarterback near the end of this season it's will Robert be Robert Griffin the third. I think Griffin starts a game at least for him. You do think Griffin I, sees the field? Yep, I think Griffin sees the field. What makes me kind of optimistic, though, that the Jackson pick could end up being a good one is that Ozzie Newsome, this was his last draft, and he, throughout the years at, at that position, he was probably one of the two or three best GMs in football. And, and he, he wants fair. to go out on a good note yeah. and leave him and with I, a good I think he's leaving them with a franchise quarterback, a guy that obviously he believed in. Obviously he believed in. Mm-hmm. And I, as I was saying, Ozzie, is, he's hit on a lot more draft picks than he's missed on. He's a very good, very good GM. Um, before we get to the Bengals, just to start wrapping up the show, uh, I want you guys to is there is there any fantasy guys on this team that maybe you would look at, at picking up in in the fantasy draft, Elliot? Uh, as Aaron said, Alex Collins was one of the better running backs in the league the last few weeks, not few weeks, probably the latter half of the season last mm-hmm. year. So, I think he's a guy you certainly want. Doesn't have any real threat to his job. And the Ravens are returning Marshall Yonda and their left guard. I can't remember who, his name, but their offensive line is pretty solid with Yonda and Stanley and some other guys. So, And the Ravens have always been a team who wants to play defense and mm-hmm. run the football. So I like that. I like Alex Collins. As Aaron was stating, their receiving core is much improved with Crabtree. John Brown, if you had forgotten about him, he was the guy in Arizona, the speedy yeah, guy. Yep. Had a 1,000-yard receiving season in 2015, but has since battled injuries, including – uh, sickle cell, which greatly affected his play last year. But if John Brown can be healthy and on the field, that they have a nice receiving core with them, those two and Willie Sneed, as well as the tight end Hayden Hurst, who was a former minor league baseball player. So he's a, he's a very athletic guy. So they have a nice receiving core, but I just wonder who can, who's going to get them the ball. Yeah. Aaron? Uh, I agree with what Elliot said. Uh, Alex Collins, I mean, in most drafts you're seeing him go probably in – what, what would you say, maybe the fourth, fifth round? Third, I'd, most I've seen late third, early fourth. Okay, and, and that I, I like him in that spot. Uh, I like you know potential potential workhorse really for that offense on on offense uh, because I think uh, you know they, good defense is going to keep him in games, and I think if Jeff Flacco is the quarterback or if it's Lamar Jackson, I think they're going to run the run the ball a lot mm-hmm. to make it easy, as easy on them as possible. Mm-hmm. And I, I like. I like Crabtree a lot. You know, I liked him as a player in San Fran. I liked him in Oakland. You know, guy can score touchdowns. Uh, what kind of touchdown upside does he have in Baltimore? I don't really know uh, because I think once once they get in close, I think Alex Collins will get a lot of goal line work. Um, I could see, you know, Hurst getting some touchdowns. But uh, I, I do think he will be the go-to receiving threat in the Red Sox. He, he should be. He, he definitely should be because I, I think that – He's really the only uh, receiver out of that group who is really the, the big body uh, red zone threat because mm-hmm. John Brown, small uh, speed guy, Willie Sneed, more of a speed guy, and Rashad Perryman is you know supposed to be this you know, speedster, but he hasn't been he- uh, healthy enough to really stay yep. on the field and show it. And then last year, I know for me, I, I know I had him on, on one of my teams, the Ravens' defense was spectacular in forcing turnovers. They had a lot of points for me. Is that another defense that you want to keep on your team throughout the year? Um, I wouldn't draft them particularly early. They're aging. Mm-hmm. They do have talented playmakers, as you said, to force turnovers, but the the p- consistent pressure up front is what gets those turnovers, and I wonder if that's going to still be there with Terrell Suggs aging and so forth. Anything to add to that? Uh, I, again, as Ellie was saying, good defense, uh, aging. Really, out, outside of Roethlisberger, not seeing a lot of good quarterbacks within the division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in divisional games, especially you know against 
the the Browns and the Bengals, I would definitely stream them. Uh, and they're they're a draftable defense. Uh, I, I think that you know the turnover uh, potential is definitely there. Um, and Justin Tucker, I mean, as far as if you're going to talk about defense, Justin Tucker's been one of the better fantasy kickers for the last several years. He's he's awesome. And he'll, he'll even get you those bonus 50-yard pass <coughs> goals. The only thing that scares me with the Ravens' defense is that I think they're going to be on the field a lot because of their they, offense. They could be. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they could be. Uh, to wrap this thing up, we don't have to spend a lot of time on, on, on this team. I think we're all in agreements. They're, they have a chance to – uh, be a top five pick next year, really, in the draft with with what their record Absolutely. looks like. Uh, the Cincinnati Bengals to close us out uh, with the uh, AFC North. Um, I just don't have a lot of faith in this team. I, I think Andy Dalton. I think we've seen we've seen his ceiling, we've seen his floor, and I I don't think it's a quarterback that they're going to have a lot of success with. I'm not a believe I'm not a believer in Marvin Lewis. AJ Green is a fantastic receiver with great fantasy upside, but. Honestly, I, I just don't think with in the division that they're in, and the conference that they're in, I, I don't I don't believe in the Bengals. I, if they go out and win five or less games, I just wouldn't be surprised, Elliot. Yeah. So we've set an over under for each of the previous teams. So uh, Bengals, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go five and a half. I think it's I think it's close on them and the Browns. I think they'll be fighting for for last in the division. I think the Ravens will be slightly better. But I think five and a half is a solid number. I'm not a not a big believer in them. I really hope this is the year that they just fall flat on their face, get rid of Marvin Lewis, and restart this organization. With that, is that saying that they could also afford to draft a quarterback that early? Andy Dalton's not that old. Yeah, I've never been a believer in Dalton, so I wouldn't see a problem with it. I guess it that would depend on their front office and their owner. And if they would do something like fire the GM and the coach, that is usually when the quarterback gets brought in. You got a whole new management whole new set. Regime, yep. yep. Robbie, uh, I don't anything different well, with the this Bengals. This might be drastic, but I don't see where Owen sixteen's not out of the reach. If they don't, <laughs> you beat, think they could be that bad? If they don't beat the Ravens or the Browns, they've got a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I mean, Aaron went up to, basically walked us through the Steelers' schedule, and besides two games, they do, they're going to play the same teams. They do play the Colts the first game. They play, they, it is at Andy. Maybe, maybe well, that's Colts, a game that you better take advantage of, though, because that's probably one of the worst teams you're going to play. Yeah, Andrew Luck apparently looks healthy I, I in, think, in camp. I think if they're he's staring, healthy, I don't think – if Luck's healthy, I don't think the Bengals win that game. I think they're staring three or less wins in the face. Yeah. Because I don't see it. Andy Dalton – he could be shown the door any day. <laughs> and their, now, their starter we mentioned earlier was Mixon, who we think has some upside, right? Uh, I, I believe he has some upside. I, I mean, the you know, director of player personnel came out and said that he, he's going to be their workhorse. Jeremy Hill is no longer there. Um, I, I think that they're going to have to run the ball a lot in order to stay in games. That's why I, I could see you know him being that workhorse. Mm-hmm. But they're going to they're going to be trailing a lot. I hope, I'm like Elliot. I, I worry about their just, offensive line as well. Yeah. I just hope. I'd love to see 0-16 out of them. They just need a terrible season just to get everybody out. Is that going to do it, though? 0-16, Marvin Lewis Lewis has got to bite the dust. I think anything less than, say, eight wins, he's out. Really? I I think he's got a longer leash than that. And I think they're winning less than eight games. I I agree. I think they're winning less than eight games. But I really hope it's just clear-cut, no debate. I I don't think we actually uh, got a number from you. What are you you looking at wins-wise for the Bengals this year? Four. Yeah, so we're all really low. Robbie's hovering around three. I'm I'm five, four. Robbie's at four or three. Elliot? 
Same I'm, thing. I'm going to say four. I'm going to say Marvin Lewis is gone, and I, I'm going to say they draft a quarterback. So I a think complete it, I, restart. I think this is Andy Dalton's last year as a Bengal. I set it at five and a half. I'm taking the under. And do we? I mean, do we think that there's any chance he comes out and 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 has a surprise year, or is this is this really this could be it for Dalton? And he's not been in. I mean, it seems like he's been there a while, but. He really hasn't been there all that long, has he? No, he hasn't been there all that long. And they had they had so much success a, a few seasons mm-hmm. ago. I mean, they looked like a team that was really ready to make that jump. And fell on their face. They, they the fell playoffs. on their face. And a, a lot of that can be attributed to the injuries. A lot of that, I think, also falls on coaching. It does. I, I think Mar- you touched on Jeff Fisher earlier. I think I think Marvin Lewis is the, Je- the Jeff Fisher of the AFC. Okay, mm. so looking through their schedule. Jason Garrett. But- Colts. <laughs> Dolphins, Bucks, Browns. Those are the four teams I think they even have a chance against. And, I mean, if that's the case, their chances are they're probably not going to win all four. So. Yeah. I'm looking at three still. It's not looking good then. If the Bengals do what we think they're going to do, it's not looking good. No. Any other thoughts on the Bengals? I think we pretty they're much. Trash. Yeah, they kind of <laughs> are trash. Uh, fantasy wise, AJ Green. AJ Mixon simply because, as Aaron said, he's going to be their bell cow. Anytime you get a workhorse running back, you're going to need to draft him. Yeah, I, I, I like AJ. You know, I've, I've always liked AJ for the past several years, but he's, he's going to be turning 30 this year. Not like that's a big problem. But there's several receivers that are right there in that grouping. I'd rather have Keenan Allen, Michael Thomas, Devontae yep. Adams, and uh, I'd probably I'd rather fit, I'd rather Doug Baldwin over him. That's a wrap on the AFC North. We cover the Steelers, cover the Ravens, the Browns, the Bengals. Um, like I mentioned, it is training camp, so we're going to get to see some football this coming week, right? Thursday, the Ravens and the Browns. Ravens, yeah. That's uh, the Hall Ravens of Fame game. Bears. Ravens and Bears. Ravens and Bears. Ravens and Bears. Um, speaking of the Ravens, Ray Lewis, he is he's one of the inductees this year, right? Is he? Is Ray Lewis an inductee this year? I think it is every Oh no, I'm not I, sure. Let me check. I think it's Ray. I think it's a big class this year. I think it's Ray Lewis, uh, Brian Urlacher, Randy Moss, T.O., which we know he's not going to be at, at Canton. Um, Do a quick yeah, Google I think search. he is. I think I think he is in this one. I know Aaron's doing some looking. Well, he's doing a quick mind. Google search. Uh, yes, Ray Lewis, Brian Dawkins, Brian Urlacher. What a class! Wow. Um, Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Jerry Kramer, Robert Brazil, and Bobby Beathard. So we got a good class. Very good class. And then of a course, lot of players that we grew up watching. Of course, one in absentia. Uh, he will be at Tennessee Chattanooga, which I'm sure Robbie has no problem with. He said we're all invited. <laughs> Everybody's invited. <laughs> um, other than football, you guys have anything to throw in? We got about a minute left. Well, yeah, uh, tomorrow is gonna be a big day. Tomorrow, is a big day in baseball. It will be trade deadline, oh, July thirty first. The Red, Red Sox, Sox. The Red Sox have. Well, Beltray informed the Rangers he would agree to a deal with the Red Sox. Maybe we can bring him home. That would be, be a nice move. I've also read speaking oh, okay. on the Red Sox first. Uh, Brian Dozier will be ducked to a contender. So well, bring him, bring him, bring him. If you think, if you think, uh, I'd love to have him. If you think Pedroia is not going to be there the rest yeah, of the year, he'd be a great there. addition. Thirty seconds on the Yankees. Yankees. I hope they go out and get an outfielder. Just with Judge being on the DL for three weeks or so, um, they need some depth there. I, I don't think. Are they looking at anything <laughs> they, else major? They traded for Lance Lynn today, starting pitcher. So I think that probably takes them out of the Archer. Well, case. I was looking today. They're saying. After that, since they're still in that 
Okay, I would rather not have him. I'm not a fan, but... I don't see anything major. Out of, I, I would expect something major maybe out of the Red Sox more than the Yankees at this Bryce point. Harper gets dealt. Final words. To who? Bryce Harper gets dealt? Bryce Harper gets dealt. Not sure who, but he gets dealt. So you think... You think his time with the Nationals is up then? His time with the Nationals is up as of today. Oh, wow. That's a pretty bold statement. Uh, Aaron, anything final? Uh, anything final? Just ready for football to be back, guys. I mean, right. Thursday, Hall of Fame game, and it's right around the corner. Fantasy I think we're all coming up. with that. Uh, Aaron, thanks for joining us at the desk. I'm yeah, sure no we'll problem. see uh, more of you. Me. We'll see you more definitely in future episodes. Guys, stay tuned. Uh, next week, we'll stay in the AFC, uh, in the conference. Which one we'll do, we're not sure. Maybe lean towards AFC East. We could hit the Patriots and the Bills and the Dolphins. Um, other than that, that's all from us. We'll see you next week on 9 to 5 Sports.